Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick or the Notorious Fantasy. In today's video, I'm bringing you guys week one wide receiver rankings for fantasy football in 2020. I'm going to be talking about all of the wide receivers inside of my top 32. Talk about why I have them ranked where they are. Maybe why I have them a little low compared to where you think. Maybe I'm a little high compared to where you think. So let me know down below in the comments if you have any discrepancies with the rankings. You want to talk about it? Let me know down below. So before I get into these week one wide receiver rankings, I'd like to ask if you guys could please go down below and click that subscribe button if you are new. There is now seven thousand people subscribe to this channel and it means the world to me that we've gotten this far i really want to hit ten thousand before the end of the season that's my goal and i hope that we are going to be able to smash that goal and with that said please smash that subscribe button down below like you're ronnie at the jersey shore because when you hit that subscribe button, it's going to give you the key to winning your 2020 Fantasy Football Championship. So make sure that you hit that subscribe button. But without further ado, let's get into it. Week numero uno, wide receiver rankings for fantasy football in 2020. We start off the rankings with, you guessed it, Michael Thomas going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This might be the easiest call I have ever seen to be the guy number one on the week. We have a matchup where it is going to be a shootout, a back-and-forth affair between the New Orleans Saints and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So to me, it's a no-brainer that Mr. Slant, Mr. 10 Slants a game, who's going to score 30 points, New Orleans Saints, Michael Thomas is the number one guy. Coming in at number two, we have Devontae Adams going up against the Minnesota Vikings now. He is a pick in this game where I think he's not going to get too much volume, but I think when he's getting the ball, it is going to be very vital in this game. I think there's going to be a run-heavy affair between the Minnesota Vikings as well as the Green Bay Packers, but at the end of the day, Devontae Adams always does it. It doesn't matter how many times they run the ball, he'll still might find his way into the end zone or make a big play to make him warrant being a fantasy football start of the week and make him be a top five wide receiver on a weekly basis. Plus, the Minnesota quarterbacks are absolutely garbage. At number three, we have Mr. J.J. Julio Jones going up against the Seattle Seahawks. Another game here where I see a perfect example of a blueprint of the game that you can look at and you can see shootout central in this game between the Seattle Seahawks and the Julio Jones' Atlanta Falcons. I think Matt Ryan is going to be slinging the rock a lot in this game. They sling the rock a lot in every single game because they love to throw the ball. They're the most heavy pass-heavy team in the NFL last season. I believe they're going to be able to repeat that this year. I believe Julio Jones is going to be able to have a good game up against the Seattle Seahawks defense. At number four, we have Chris Godwin at the New Orleans Saints. Now, it seems like Mike Evans may or may not play. That's the truth of it. Right now, as I'm recording this, we don't know necessarily if he's going to play or not. He returned to practice today and looks fine, so I would assume he is going to play. I just figured that was something important to note because if he doesn't play, Chris Godwin will be an even better play this week going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But even with Evans in the game, I like Chris Godwin to light it up in this game concerning it is going to be a very high-scoring matchup. At number five, we have Allen Robinson at the Detroit Lions, and the Detroit Lions defense simply just cannot hold Allen Robinson's nutsack, or his uh, jockstrap, I should say. Allen Robinson goes to town every single year, not not every single year, I guess just last year, when he was on the Chicago Bears. He absolutely butt-fucked them, and I believe it's going to happen again this year. That Detroit Lions defense is not very good at all, and I think that Allen Robinson is going to have a fantastic game this week, coming in at wide receiver numero five. At number six, we got wiki 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 dj moore going up against the las vegas raiders and i expect this game to also be a high scoring affair both teams with no defense to be found really in reality they both obviously have defense they're just not the greatest defenses i think dj moore is going to have a coming out here in this game going up against the las vegas raiders this is going to be the first game ever where we see teddy throws a belt and dj moore combine for beauty like that um you know like the 
fucking meme of the two guys shaking their hands. Just like that. That's the meme. DJ Moore and Teddy Bridgewater scoring a million fantasy points in this game. And I think this is the year where DJ Moore scores more than like four touchdowns. So let's hope he puts at least one up in this game and starts my prediction off right. I love DJ Moore again in this game against the Raiders. And I think that he is going to play very, very well. At number seven, we have Mr. Adam T. Adam Thielen going up against the Green Bay Packers. And like I said, this is going to be a run-heavy game. But just like with Devontae Adams, there's one receiver target on the team that is by far and none better than the other. And that's Adam Thielen, far better than the rest of the field of the Minnesota Vikings wide receivers. Kirk Cousins, Mr. If I Die, I Die, loves to throw the ball to Adam Thielen. So I expect him to be very involved in this game, even if they are trying to rush the ball a lot in this game. At number eight, we have Bobby Trees, Robert Woods going up against the Dallas Cowboys. I personally have him ranked ahead of Cooper Cup in this matchup. Like we saw deep down into last season, Robert Woods was really the benefactor of the two tight end set becoming a thing in LA and Cooper Cup kind of struggled in that time but I think Cooper Cup will be fine this year still a top 10 wide receiver on the week but this matchup against Dallas is very good another matchup where we are going to see a lot of points scored from both sides where the teams are going to have to be throwing the ball and Robert Woods will obviously be heavily involved in this game and with the loss of Byron Jones for the Dallas Cowboys I'm just not too sure there's any corners in this game that will be able to stop Bobby Trees and Cooper Cup at number nine we have DeAndre Hopkins at the San Francisco 49ers DeAndre Hopkins tweeted the most disrespectful thing last night after the game he was like grateful or some shit after the Houston Texans got slapped up by the Chiefs pretty disrespectful there but now obviously an Arizona Cardinal going into San Francisco obviously a very tough matchup for anyone playing up against the San Francisco 49ers but then again you have one of the best wide receivers in the NFL he'll be fine don't have him inside the top five due to the matchup but he still will finish as a great wide receiver on the week and has the upside of being a top five guy due to the fact that he's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL at number 10 like I said we have Cooper Cup going up against the Dallas Cowboys again very good matchup based game here for Cooper Cup I expect Jared Goff to actually play quite well in this game I don't think they're going to need to run the ball all that much I don't think they're going to want to run the ball that much to be honest with you because now Darrell Henderson's playing seems like it's going to be a shit show for the running back. So it seems like it's going to be a very pass-heavy affair there on Sunday night in SoFi Stadium. So I think Cooper Cup is going to have quite the good game. At number 11, like I said, we have Mr. Mikey Evans going up against the New Orleans Saints. Now, the issue with Mike Evans, again, is that he's hurt. We don't know how healthy he will be on Sunday. We will know. That's when you're going to go ahead and make the decision whether you start him or sit him. So make sure you check out my live stream every single Sunday before the Sunday slate of games. I'm going to be talking about the games, talking about the injury, and answering your guys' questions. So please make sure you check that out and close Closing out the top 12, we have my boy Calvin Ridley going up against the Seattle Seahawks. Just like I talked about earlier, this is a key matchup for throwing the ball. With the Falcons, who love to throw the ball so much against the Seattle Seahawks in a high-scoring game, I predict Calvin Ridley is going to do good. Fucking sue me. He's going to play great. You should think he's going to play great. You drafted him highly with the top 12 potential, and I believe he has that on the week. I love, love, love Calvin Ridley going up against the Seattle Seahawks. Now onto wide receiver 13 through 24. So again, if you guys have enjoyed thus far, please make sure to hit that subscribe button. Starting off number 13, we have Juju Smith-Schuster going up against the New York Football Giants. Now Juju is the guy right here that I am so unsure about what is going to happen, but this matchup is magnifique. It is beautiful. Um, 
I'm pretty sure that's what they would say in French for Juju Smith-Schuster. Now, Juju, the Giants' defense is absolute booty cheeks. They're not going to be able to stop Juju at all. The real question is, will Big Ben be healthy enough and look good enough for Juju to play good in this game? I determined in the offseason that my opinion is Juju will be very good if Big Ben is good, and he will be shit if Big Ben ends up getting hurt again and screws him over. So that's my opinion. Right now, Big Ben seems to be healthy. They're going up against the New York football Giants. I like the matchup. I got him ranked at number 13 on the week. At number 14, we have Keenan Allen going up against the Cincinnati Bengals. A perfect matchup for Mr. Keenan Allen. Ty God Taylor should have no problem giving the ball to Keenan Allen in this game up against the Cincinnati Bengals defense. I believe Allen plays quite strongly in this matchup. My only worry with Keenan Allen is actually the quarterback play. Is Tyrod good enough to even give him the ball? Now you would think so, right? You would think he's good enough to beat the Cincinnati Bengals defense, but you never know because we haven't really seen much out of Tyrod recently. At number 15, we have my boy Scary Terry McLaurin going up against the Philadelphia Eagles. Now I know there's going to be comments, Nick, he's going up against Darius Slay, man. Isn't that fucking scary? I'm not scared of Darius Slay. Terry McLaurin will make light work of him, and reports of that Darius Slay isn't even going to shadow one guy. He's not even going to lock down the only wide receiver on the team that's going to be getting the ball. He's going to move on to Steven Sims or someone else. So, sounds like great news to us because Terry McLaurin will be able to cook any of the other corners, and will probably be able to cook Darius Slay as well and eat him for breakfast like he was Ezekiel Elliott eating some cereal. So, I love Terry McLaurin in this matchup going up against the Philadelphia Eagles. At number 16, we have Tyler Lockett at the Atlanta Falcons. Now, I read some crazy-ass stat that Tyler Lockett pretty much owns the Atlanta Falcons franchise. When they play against each other, it is like a match made in heaven. Tyler Lockett just butt-fucks them without the use of any lube. It doesn't matter. He's going balls deep in there, and he doesn't give a damn because he screws them over, and they're not going to be walking straight for the next week after Tyler Lockett gets done to him. So this is a great matchup for Lockett, an ideal matchup for Lockett, I should say. And a great one at the exact same time. At number 17, we have Baby Chark. Do-do-do-do-do-do. Baby Chark. DJ Chark going up against the Indianapolis Colts. Now, this is not a good matchup. Just not a good one. Colts defense, pretty good. Jags defense, pretty bad. So, the Indianapolis Colts are going to be scoring a lot. Which is actually good because... DJ Chark is going to be getting a lot of opportunity late in the game. So don't shit yourself when two quarters in the game, it's going into halftime, and DJ Chark has like seven points. You're like, damn it, Nick, you lied to me. You thought that he was going to be good this week. And then out of nowhere in like the fourth quarter, he scores a touchdown or two because Gardner Minshew's just feeding him the ball late in the game because the the defense of the Jags just can't do anything. So I love Mr. DJ Chark in this matchup, even again a tougher one going up against the Colts. At number 18, we have A.J. Brown going up against the Denver Broncos. With Von Miller kind of out of the question in this game because he's missing, I think that gives a lot more opportunity for Ryan Tannehill to play better and for A.J. Brown to get involved in the game. I do think that they're going to try to run the ball a lot, but A.J. Brown isn't necessarily a guy that needs a shit ton of volume to make a play, so I like A.J. Brown in this game, even up against a tougher Denver Broncos defense. And speaking of old Miss wide receivers, we got D.K. Metcalf going up against the Atlanta Falcons defense. While D.K. Metcalf is likely not going to join Tyler Lockett in creating an absolute Eiffel Tower of fuckage on the Atlanta Falcons. I still think that DK Metcalf could have a great game in this spot. I believe it is going to be a very pass-heavy attack, like I said, on both sides. A high-scoring game, so I like Mr. DK Metcalf in this game. At number 20, we have Mr. Revenge Game, Deshaun Jackson at the Washington football team. Now, Deshaun Jackson used to be on the Washington football team, and it appears that every year he plays them. Last year... 
week one against the Washington football team, Deshaun Jackson scored like 30 points and got hurt halfway through the game. He is the revenge game master. Now, he's obviously risky because he's fucking Deshaun Jackson, but the risk isn't as big as you would think. He's not necessarily the guy that you would think of Deshaun Jackson is because every clip you think of Deshaun Jackson, it's him just burning some guy and then falling into the end zone going, whoop, where he fell back like against the Giants. That's what you envision of Deshaun Jackson. But he is going to be just like he's going to be doing his best Michael Thomas impression and doing slants all over the field and all that shit, getting involved all over the field. I like Deshaun Jackson. I honestly would not be surprised if he was the number one wide receiver on week one because that's what Deshaun Jackson does in revenge games. At number 21, we have Stephon Diggs going up against the New York Football Jets. Now, this is the debut of the Diggs and Josh Allen show in Buffalo. Now, personally, this is an excellent matchup going up against the New York Football Jets. I do worry, though, how much do they have to throw the ball to beat the New York Football Jets? What if they're up by a million and Diggs just isn't getting fed late in the game? It probably should not matter because Stephon Diggs will look like a giant next to these New York Football Giants corners, and he should be able to have a pretty solid game here going up against the Jumbo Jets. Before we talk about my man, Tyler, yeah, Boyd, ranked 22 at the wide receiver position. I'd like to give you guys a word from my friends and my sponsor over at OverlayDFS.com. OverlayDFS.com has introduced a new and innovative game onto their website called the Matchup Shop. I found myself really enjoying this, and I'm going to find myself making a video about this on Sunday if you guys want some advice on it. But I want to give, go ahead and explain to you guys how this works so that you guys can check it out yourself. Pretty much what it is is just like in gambling, there are spread picks on team versus team. But instead of team versus team, this is player versus player in fantasy football. Who is going to score more fantasy points? For an example, Russell Wilson plus 6.5 fantasy points or Lamar Jackson minus 6.5. If you're not trying to get a little bit complicated there, trying to figure out the spread picks right there. You can just go with ones that are like Moneyline right here. Josh Allen or Big Ben. Who scores more fantasy points? Straight up plus or minus zero, so it's just pretty much straight up a money line bet. Which guy scores more points in fantasy football? I found myself really enjoying this. It's super easy, and you can pick the amount of money you want to bet on each player. You could go from anywhere, any range pretty much of money, however much you are comfortable betting on each and ever every matchup. So please make sure that you guys check out OverlayDFS.com. Link down below in the description and back to future Nick with the video. And we are back. Please make sure to check out OverlayDFS. Link down below in the description. Now, Tyler Boyd, Again, not, this is not a beautiful matchup for the Cincinnati Bengals. The L.A. Chargers defense is quite good, but I do think that Tyler Boyd does get very involved in this game, get a lot of targets from new quarterback Joseph Burrow, so I like Tyler Boyd in this game. Sure, he doesn't really have top 10 upside in this week because of the matchup, but I do think he's a nice, safe play going up against the Chargers defense. At 23, we have probably the biggest risk on this list so far. That's Hollywood Brown going up against the Cleveland Browns. So, the problem with Hollywood is that he's so inconsistent. Like, he will have a game, but it's not even him being inconsistent. It's the snap count. Because last year, he was having games where he's getting a bunch of snaps, and he's blowing out the defense, right? Just destroying them. And then the next week, they just give him, like, nine snaps, and he doesn't do anything. So, we got to hope that he's involved getting a lot of snaps on the field so that he could do what he does to the Cleveland Browns. His coming out party last year's first ever game in the NFL. He took my Miami Dolphins to pound town and absolutely eviscerated them. So, I think in this match, up against the Cleveland Browns. He's a nice firecracker you throw into your lineup with upside of legitimately winning you the week, but he also has the upside of screwing you over by only scoring like four or five points. So you have to understand the risk when you put him in your lineup. At number 24, we have Mr. Marvin Jones Jr. going up against the Chicago Bears. Now, this is a matchup that I really liked for Marvin Jones, but I kind of like it less now if I'm being completely honest with you. Now, why is that? It's because Kenny Galladay is reported as doubtful. Seems like Mike Evans is going to play with a similar injury. I believe they both have hamstring injuries. 
to Kenny Galladay, but it seems like Kenny Galladay is not going to play, and that's bad for Marvin Jones, because on average, a points-per-game basis, Marvin Jones actually scores more points when Kenny Galladay is healthy. That's because they can't just simply eliminate Marvin Jones by putting the best corner on him, because you have to go back and forth between Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay, since they're both such talented players. I think Marvin Jones still has a good game up against the Chi-Town Bears, but I don't think it could be as good as it may have been if Mr. Kenny Galladay was still in the game. Now, onto the final wide receivers of the video. Wide receiver 25 all the way through 32. At 25, we have Julian Edelman going up against the Miami Dolphins. So again, here's where we're going to have to kind of take a look back on Sunday and see if the injuries are okay with Julian Edelman. I assume he's going to be good to go. I assume he's going to be fired up here to try to beat the Dolphins. But as a Dolphins fan, I'm rooting for them. I think they could win this game, even though we haven't won a game in Foxborough since I was like five years old. And I already see the joke coming. Nick, don't you, aren't you like five years old now? I'm 21, but I might look like I'm 15. But that's okay. At number 26, we have Mr. Mikey Gallup going up against the LA Rams. He's the receiver I like most this week. For the Dallas Cowboys, I think he has the most upside out of the whole offense. Amari Cooper has not been practicing like all offseason at all, been dealing with these injuries. So I feel pretty confident in Michael Gallup this week, considering it's going to be a pretty high-scoring game. I just would not be surprised if some random-ass mother, like if Blake Jarwin or CeeDee Lamb scores the touchdowns in this game, and then Michael Gallup is left out to dry because he didn't score that touchdown, so he falls deeper back into the rankings. At number 27, we have the Cleveland Steamer, Odell Beckham Jr., going up against the Baltimore Ravens now. Man. Man, it seems like Jarvis might be might be actually hurt and not play that many snaps on Sunday, it appears. Now, things may change on Sunday, and it may be completely different, but that made me move Odell up. I, I don't think Odell's even going to have a great game against the Ravens. The Ravens' defense is very tough, but at the end of the day, like he, he has to do better than last year, right? He just has to, but I still don't see really top 20 potential for him on this week going up against the Baltimore Ravens. At 28, we have Amari Cooper at the LA Rams. Like I said, Amari Cooper been dealing with injuries kind of all off season, not really in actual training camp. So I don't know. I just don't know. I feel more confident with Gallup than him. So I got Cooper at 28. Wouldn't be surprised if Cooper was number 10. Wouldn't be surprised if he was number 50 because that's what Amari Cooper does. He's hot and he's cold. He's in, then he's out. He's up, then he's down. He'll have a game where he plays up against the JV football team local to your high school, right? And then he scores zero points. But then the next week, he'll play up against the best defense in the NFL and literally buttfuck them. This week, Amari Cooper gets the Jalen Ramsey treatment. That is going to be a very tough matchup for Amari Cooper to escape. So I'm going to go ahead and believe that he's not going to be that good this week against the Rams. At number 29, we have Anthony Miller at the Detroit Lions. Now, Anthony Miller... And Allen Robinson actually did form an Eiffel Tower above the Detroit Lions defense and go to town on that ass. This is an excellent matchup for Anthony Miller and Allen Robinson. And I expect big things out of Mr. Anthony Miller on the week. At number 30, we have T. Hua Hilton at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, this is a beautiful matchup. But I still don't believe in Philip Rivers. Not that I don't believe in Philip Rivers. It's just I have no idea who Philip Rivers is going to throw the ball to. And I have no idea if they're even going to throw the ball in this game, considering they could just hand it off to Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor 7,000 times and walk out of there with a win since their offensive line is so good at run blocking. With the bonus that the Jaguars' defense is not very good at run stopping. So, T.Y. Hilton could have a good game here. Would not surprise me. But he could also be bad. So, I'm going to go ahead and Boyd on the side of caution. Take the side of caution. Air it out there and put him at number 30. At number 31, we have A.J. Green going up against the L.A. Chargers. A.J. Green gets hurt in practice and training camp. Now he's fine. 
I don't know, man. AJ Green always seems like a guy that's going to get it hurt. I'm going to wait to see what happens. I'm going to wait to see how he plays week one against this tougher defense. I'd rather just trust the guy that I've been trusting for the last two years and has came through to me in Tyler Boyd versus the guy who has completely put, I don't even know, he's just destroyed you if you've drafted AJ Green the last few years. And at 32, we have Javis Juice Landry going up against the Baltimore Ravens. Now, if he's 100% healthy, he goes ahead of Odell and goes much further up. But right now, we kind of don't know. So I got him at 32, but you may not want to play him come Sunday. So make sure you guys check out the live stream on Sunday because I'm going to be telling you guys who to start and who to sit so you can eat a W in your fantasy football championship 16 weeks from now. So thank you guys all for watching this video. If at any point you ended up enjoying, please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. Check out one of the videos on your screen as well as check out OverlayDFS.com. Link down below in the description. I would really appreciate that, and I'd really appreciate it if you guys have a great rest of your guys' day. So I'll see you motherfuckers on Saturday morning with some more bangers of videos. I love you all. Make sure you guys have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. As always, good boy!